0: We're going to turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter forty, Genesis chapter forty, Genesis chapter forty, and I'm going to read from verse one onward, Genesis chapter forty verse, one onward. Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended their royal masters. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of the captain of the guard. He remained in prison for quite some time and the captain of the guard assigned them To Joseph, who looked after them. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night, and each dream had its own meaning. Shall we pray? Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord, I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Genesis 40, verse 1 onwards. Sometime later, there was chief cupbearer and chief baker offended their royal master. Reading from the New International Version. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was in the palace of the captain of the guard. We see an innocent person here in prison and this innocent person was Joseph. We see two offenders thrown in the prison where Joseph was. Both were coming from Pharaoh's palace, they both served Pharaoh, and both got themselves into trouble, and both were thrown in the same prison where the innocent person, Joseph, was. Joseph is in prison, he's innocent is in prison because it was God's will for him to suffer for the sake of righteousness. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, Jesus says. Their reward will be great in the kingdom of heaven. Joseph was suffering for righteousness' sake because he didn't do wrong. Because he didn't partake in the evil that was presented before him, he was thrown in the prison. God Almighty saw him. He saw what was happening. And when Joseph was in prison, God was in that prison. Think about how the atmosphere of that prison would have been you have all the criminals there then you have a vessel, a man of God a servant of God who's carrying the anointing of God the presence of God right there in the midst of those criminals there a long time went by Joseph's faith was tested there righteous Joseph was tested there his faith was tested there and whatever was happening with the rest of the prisoners there we don't read much or anything written about anyone else in prison other than these two people were suddenly thrown into the same prison where Joseph was a righteous man, a man of God. God was with him. And he's with offenders, criminals there. They all deserve to be there. Joseph didn't deserve to be there. However, it was all part of God's life. God didn't inflict pain, but God allowed those things to happen so that he can use those very things that the enemy tried to drown him with to cause him to go all the way to where God wanted him to if you look at the life of Jesus we can see a parallel here you see two criminals on the cross and also you see a righteous anointed Christ right with them there he did no sin he did no sin But, he was there, numbered among the transgressors. God is speaking to our hearts today. How many times you get all upset, all angry, bitter, when you think that you are accused unjustly. Joseph passed the test. Joseph did not behave like a heathen. When we say we lay down our rights and take up our cross and I follow, follow you, we sing. But when actual situation comes, when the test comes, many fail. Singing is good, but it's not enough if it's not in action. We don't want to stand as liars before God Almighty saying one thing and doing something else no action Joseph was a human being was falsely accused you see that he was a type of Jesus in the Old Testament the Bible says when Jesus was falsely accused he did not threaten he didn't go and defend himself he didn't try to argue his point the Bible says he was led as a lamb to the slaughter. But he had only one thing in his mind. He had you in his mind. He had me in his mind. He said, I will carry my cross so that others can live. We as God's people, we are called to deny ourselves, pick up a cross, and follow Jesus. We all know that. We all know those scriptures. But when it comes to real life, we don't see the practical working of that scripture in the lives of most believers. I want to say most believers because there are a few who really live like Joseph and live like Jesus where they truly lay down their lives so that someone else can live. When we commit ourselves to God and say, Lord, I'm laying down my life so that someone else can live But we cannot forgive we cannot talk to brothers and sisters. is how Jesus will talk. We cannot give up our rights so that someone else can be blessed. We will stand there and we will fight and argue our case till we die. These are not the qualities of God's people. We say that we want to lay down our lives, but then our behavior is just like the heathens. We want our voice to be heard. We want our faces to be seen. And then we say, Lord, I want to grow. I want to be like Jesus. I want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Where is the fruit of the Spirit? Where is the fruit of the Spirit? Where is bearing the weaknesses with one another? Where is it? Can we see it? It should be seen. Where is love? By the way, will someone look at us and say, what is love? I don't see what that is when I see you. Jesus said that, if you love those who love you, What's the difference? If you say good morning to those who say good morning to you, what's the difference? You walk just like the heathen. You live just like the heathen. When we say it's all about you, Jesus, but in reality it's all about me. That's when people get offended so fast. Why? It's all about me. Anytime any person entertains themselves, they put themselves on the altar and worship themselves let me tell you they have a big open door for the devil anytime you make yourself very important even though you say I'm not important Jesus is important is that why you're not able to follow what Jesus said is that why you get offended so easily is that why Christ's words are not that important to you. Your words are more important. My rights are more important. What someone did to me is more important. I feel hurt. I feel this way. I want to do. And it is all about me anyway. Even though I say it's all about Christ. May God help us. May God help us. May God help us. We want to be true to our commitment. We want to be true to Our Lord, Jesus Christ. We want to be a reflection of Him. We want to represent Him. If we say that I'm laying down my life, what is the meaning of that? Have you ever thought about it? Joseph laid down his life. That is why God saw his faithfulness and he had the character to become the next to Pharaoh. He was worthy of that. Joseph laid... Down his life. You know, is there any kind of argument over there to even defend himself and prove himself? Nothing. Nothing. You see, the same with Jesus Christ. The nature of Christ has to be seen in us. Love suffers long, bears long. Where is it? I mean, do we know what love is? So many times we've heard First Corinthians chapter thirteen. This is what God will look at this church and ask, Oh, Albert L International Ministries, do you know what love is? Have you read it in the Word? Have you heard it preached? Have you seen it modeled by your pastor?" Well, it should be seen in the lives of the believers here. It has to be. If Jesus comes right to your door, to your home. Will your family members say that you are a representation of Jesus Christ? Will they say that? Love suffers long. What is the meaning of that? What is the meaning of that? Love is not easily provoked. Oh, what is the meaning of that? Well, are we Christians? Do we bear the image of Jesus? May God help us? May God help us. It is all about me. It is all about me. It is all about me, Jesus. That's the song of many, many Christians. That's what they're singing. They have their own idols placed on the altar. they bow down before it. and they worship themselves, and they come out and say, "I'm a Christian, I follower of Jesus Christ. I am ready to give my life for Christ. What a lie life. We need to be sincere. We need to shape up. This church needs to shape up. Before God, we need to see where we stand. We need to stand before God every day. Our actions are recorded. The Bible says, "The people of God, those who fear the Lord, talk one to another. Whatever you speak." Whether you speak good or whether you speak bad. What do you speak? There is a book called the Book of Remembrance that is open. And every conversation goes right down there in that book. Let's understand. How are we living? What are we doing? If Jesus Christ is in our midst, He just takes His flashlight and He goes through our heart. How many creepy crawly things will come up? How many will come up? No matter what a saintly garment we may try to wear. What is behind it? Are we really living a righteous life? Or have we become so callous to the things of God? Where me has become so big. Somebody rubs you the wrong way, steps on your toe, or hits you by accident or by purpose you become just like an unbeliever. Where is your Jesus? Where is the fruit of the Spirit? What are we following? Do we have the love that Jesus speaks in God's Word? How are you with your spouse? How are you at your workplace? How are you in church? How are you with the people who live inside your house? Are you able to sincerely look at their faces? And can they look at you and say that you are a representation of Jesus Christ? Think about these questions. Wherever you go, what kind of a testimony do you have? What is your maturity in Christ Jesus? Do you your yourself? How will Jesus grade you? If He evaluates you, which He does all the time, in order to help you, do you want to be helped? think about these questions unless we understand what disease we have we're never going to get the treatment and there are some people who always said I have disease, I have disease, I have disease but don't do a thing about it Joseph was not like that Joseph was a saint Joseph was an innocent man Joseph was a holy man. Joseph is a man of love. Joseph was a man of sacrifice. Joseph was someone who laid down his life so that others can live. The people who's all about me, they won't care what happens to other persons. Something happens to them that says the whole world is over. That's it, because the whole world is me, you see. If the whole world is me when it's all about me doesn't matter what happens to anyone next to you. Someone can be dying. Someone can be bleeding. It doesn't matter. When self-worship is there, the face of Jesus can never be seen. Because your face is so big, it covers the face of Christ. You can never see Jesus. You can never see Jesus. Do You truly desire Him. We saw yesterday Zacchaeus truly desired him. And Jesus gave him more than he asked to imagine. You truly desire Jesus? And you know you truly desire Jesus. By your fruit, by your action. The first step to truly showing that you love Jesus is to doing what he's called you to do. God's word clearly says by keeping his commandments and he says his commandment is love if you cannot love your brother or your sister that you can see with your eyes who's living right with you inside your family inside your house within your church how can you say you love God by the way what is love the Holy Spirit is going to take us in circles today, bring back to the same point. I pray that God will drive us deep into your hearts and drive out everything that needs to be out of your life. This church must represent Jesus and Jesus only. This church must represent the love of Christ, a love. The love of Christ. 1 Corinthians Thirteen love when people from outside look at our church they should see Jesus Christ when people see you at your workplace they should see Jesus Christ what is it? what kind of love is it? how did Jesus behave? how did Jesus live? do you have any trace of it? you should have all of it are you moving towards it? Think about it. Think about it. The Holy Spirit is speaking at this hour. Is are not my word? God is speaking at this hour. How much are you worshipping yourself? Even if you talk about self-denial all day and all night. To what extent are you practicing it? How much are you thinking about yourself? How important are you to you? How important is yourself? How important is Are you, to you, more important than God, more important than His Word, more important than what Christ has told you to do? We have to understand, the man who entered in without the wedding garment was sent out. There are specific things that we must do. If we want to inherit the blessings of God, then we must be worthy of His blessings. Joseph was, he was unjustly accused and he was thrown in the prison. And he was thrown in a place where no one can come out. Joseph was a servant of the official who served Pharaoh. That's why he was thrown in that prison. Along with the prisoners who came from the royal households. What's there? Now, Baker, Chief Cupbearer, and Chief Baker, they both did something wrong, and they were thrown in the prison. Now, as they were there, the Bible says here, they were there for some time. Not that they were thrown in the prison, and then the first day they were there, and they had a the dream, and no, the story doesn't go that way. You were there in prison with Joseph in the same place. After some time, the, the guards, he's making Joseph an overseer. They were there. These two fellows were assigned to Joseph. What did Joseph do? What did Joseph do? Or did Joseph say that, Well, I am innocent and these are criminals, so I am going to boss over them. No. Did Joseph say, Well, now I have some power. Let me show, I am a man of God here. No. Joseph humbled himself. Let me tell you this. The character trait of a true child of God is humility at the core of his being. Jesus Christ humbled himself all the way to the death of the cross. How about you? He humbled himself all the way to the death of the cross. Can you humble yourself today in front of your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your co-worker, whoever it is? Is it so hard? You? Someone said something... Someone did something. And now, I'm all What kind of nature is that? Is that the nature of Christ? Do you call that self denial? Do you call that laying down your life? Really? What does that mean? Do you know what it means? Do you care to know what it means? Have you studied the life of Christ? Do you read your Bible? God is speaking to your heart today If we cannot live an authentic Christian life there's no point in living Jesus Christ came into this world to save us from our sins to give us the power to overcome sin, to make us different We all were once dead in sin. Looked like the devil, smelled like the devil, talked like the devil, walked like the devil, got angry like the devil, was selfish like the devil, was callous like the devil. But then Jesus came in, and he snatched us from the hands of the devil, and he said, I'm going to wash you with my blood, and I'm going to make you like me. And he put the seed of Christ inside of us. The Bible says, Therefore, if any person, man or woman, is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. So, all the devilish nature is gone. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And God gives you something. Do. whether it's your work, whether it's you be the mom, or wife, or a dad, or a granddad, or a husband, or a co worker, or student, or whatever it is. How do you use that role? Do you represent Jesus? Joseph in the old testament was a type of Jesus Christ even before Christ came he was revealed in the flesh Joseph was a type of Christ he was suffering for righteousness sake in the prison in between these two criminals there there God had a work for him to do just like Jesus had his work on the cross between the two thieves and one repented and asked the Lord to remember him in paradise Jesus said yes today you will be we'll be in paradise and that thief already knew that he was a sinner he talking to the other thief and he says look we came here because we did something wrong but this man didn't do anything he, his conscience was fighting him you did this and you deserve this. He surely cried out to God and he knew he was going to die. He had the fear of going to hell. That's why he's looking at Jesus and he's saying, Lord, remember me when you go to paradise. And he had that revelation somehow on the cross that Jesus had the power to take him to paradise. Jesus had the power to take him to heaven. Only God had the power. This man knew somehow. Grace was given to him, that understanding was given to him, while the other one was rebelling. One entered heaven, and the other criminal went to hell. Even though Jesus was hanging on the cross, and he was suffering, and he was innocent, even though this, he showed love. When the other guy was mocking Jesus, and Saying bad things. You see, Jesus, how did he react there? Where is the nature of Christ in the lives of the believers? In your home? Where you live? Where you work? People around you, can they say that Jesus? is living inside of you, that they can see Jesus in and through you. Something was happening here in Genesis 40. While they were in prison, the prison guard was able to see something different in Joseph. He saw Joseph, trustworthy, peaceful man, a man full of love. He said, I can assign came to guard the prison. They remained in prison for quite some time. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, who looked after them. He was not bossing after them. He was taking care of them. He was in charge of them. How was he in charge of them? Verse 5 says, we both had dreams and each dream had a meaning. That means it was a dream that was very important that cannot be forgotten and cannot be neglected. Dreams can be from God. Dreams can be from the devil. Dreams can be from something that you saw that day. Our dreams can come from the desires of your heart also. Not all dreams are from God, not all dreams from the devil. Sometimes people will take every dream and try to interpret every dream. No. But there are specific dreams that will carry a significant message. And there are some people who neglect such dreams. When God gives a dream it comes informed it comes to protect us it comes to show us something it comes to warn us it carries a message it's important for us to know the meaning of it but unless someone is the Spirit of God who can interpret that dream you really won't know the meaning of it and these two men didn't know the meaning of it but the dream was Intense, and it was disturbing to these people that Joseph was able to see that they were quite upset verse 6 says this when Joseph saw them the next morning he noticed that they both looked upset why do you look so worried today? he asked them look at his heart an innocent man there It's not let bitterness come in because Joseph, God, was not Joseph. Joseph was not worshipping Joseph. There are a lot of people who worship themselves. When they worship themselves, every little thing that goes wrong according to their world, they become upset, bitter, and then and they will throw incense to themselves. Where they'll have their own pity party. That's it. All the demons will come around dancing such people and say, Okay, keep worshiping, keep worshiping, keep worshiping yourself. We will feed your ego. We will feed that soft pity. Go on, go on, keep thinking. They will come and twist things in your head and put you in a prison and lock you for good. And does God in His mercy get you out. Never entertain demons. Never feed evil fierce." That which is outside will get inside. If you let them get inside. Have access to your soul and to your mind. Submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. People who entertain thoughts of anger will draw into themselves the spirit of anger. People who entertain immoral thoughts will invite immoral spirits right into their bodies. That will latch on right well. People who entertain thoughts of gossip and slander will invite those demons right into their spirits. What do you give your mind to? What do you give your mind over to? What are you meditating on? you're supposed to be meditating on the Word of God day and night well he said she said they said who said Satan will be very happy he'll say well I'll give you some incense yeah worship yourself more cry more worship yourself more I'll come and send the flame more for you think about what happened over and over and over and over and over again Keep worshipping, keep worshipping yourself. Hey, I'll sing for you and play. Death tunes for you. God is speaking at this hour. Take heed. The voice of the Holy Spirit. To keep yourself from all the snares of the enemy. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. i want to stop right here before we go further. How can you delight in the law of the Lord if you are sitting in the seat of the scornful? How can you delight in the Word of God? That won't happen. If you heed the counsel of the ungodly, how are you going to delight in the Word of God? It's not going to happen. You can only listen to one person. If you're listening to angry thoughts, immoral thoughts, evil thoughts, and whatever is in the pit of hell, you entertain. How are you going to delight yourself in the Lord? It's not going to happen. But what you see will master you. What you see will own you eventually. Understand this. Don't flirt with self-pity. Don't flirt with immorality, don't flirt with pity party, don't flirt with lewdness, don't flirt with sin, don't flirt with unforgiveness, don't flirt with anger, don't flirt with self-righteousness. Oh, that's a big one. Self-righteousness is a big one. Jesus said so beautifully. Hey, why do you look at the back in your brother's eye when you have a plank with your own eye? You really can't see. You're constantly focusing on someone else. You won't be able to see your problem. You can't. You just can't. It doesn't work that way. So what are we supposed to do? we have heard this many times, and we're hearing it again. Oh, before the Lord. Let the Lord pull that plank out of your own eye. You have a lot of things to work on. Let the Lord do His work in your life. Don't waste your time on the devil. Because whatever time you give to him, he will destroy you take your time and put it at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and he will build you up with precious stones beautify you with his jewelry mold you with his glorious hands and use you in a way that you would never imagine Joseph was in such a terrible place in a place where no one can get out and these uh, criminals who offended the king's servants, or the king himself. They're not going to get out, unless some miracle happens. And Joseph was a Hebrew slave, not an Egyptian either, so very disadvantaged position. But he was a man of God to hear the joy of the Lord in him. So no matter what happened to him, he's someone who laid down his life. What did he do? He didn't look at himself. He's not worshiping himself. You see, no matter what happens to him, he always looks at others. And he sees how can I help them? Let me tell you, that's the way to live. That's the way to live. If we look at ourselves, then we wouldn't be serving the Lord. We'll all go to hell. Self-worship will take you to hell. If anyone wants to be my disciple, Jesus said, It's the basic thing first. Take first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. But you really can't do that without giving priority to God. That means, take your eyes off yourself. Dethrone the ego, which is a deadly arrow against you. Dethrone pride, which is a deadly weapon against you. Dethrone immorality, which is a deadly Weapons against you. thrown. anger, and bitterness. These are deadly weapons against you. Weapons of self-destruction. May God seeks your hearts at this hour. With all that Joseph went through, Joseph was still looking to see how he can help someone. There are people who say, Lord, I will do anything for Jesus, but little pressure, that's it, they're going to explode. Be very careful if you're around such people. Others should be very careful when they're around you, if you're that person. So what a Christian you are. God, have mercy. How can you represent Christ like that? Are you bringing shame to God's name? Are you representing Christ? Or who are you representing? Joseph looked at these two people in spite of his situation. He was not just forcing himself to think, well, I got to do this because I need to go to heaven, so somehow I'm going to bite my tongue and go and see what these guys need and complain in my heart. No. No, he a man who trained himself to love others in spite of whatever he may be going through. He had a genuine care. He was not thinking about himself. You know, there are people who worship themselves. When they get up in the morning, they think about themselves. I feel this way. For me, look at my face. Look at my hair. Look at my situation. For me. Who cares? No one cares. Everybody in the world is against me. Oh, well, I'm all alone, and what is the point here? It's all very demonic. Form of self-worship. Self-worship is demonic because it places a person on the throne of their hearts, and guess who? Who's actually fueling and encouraging and promoting that self-worship Lucifer himself, Satan himself you want to get incense from him and worship yourself he will burn you down to ashes in the process understand that the glory of a person is in hiding oneself within the glory of God. I'm going to repeat this. The glory of a human being comes from hiding within the glory of God. That means you need to not just shift gears, shift vehicles, move from one location To the other. From the. Broad way. To the narrow way. From south. To north. From east. To west. You need to switch. Change. Direction. Because. Joseph was a person. Who did not worship himself. But worshiped God. He had God with him all the time. God was the one who was working in him, giving the meanings for dreams and giving him dreams, and the Spirit of God was with him to such an extent that people in Pharaoh's palaces said that, oh, this is a man who has a different spirit. He has the Spirit of God. That's how it has to be. When people see you, they shouldn't see a person who can explode if they are under pressure. I'll be very careful you're not a volcano unpredictable volcano you're a child of God you need to have the fruit of the spirit inside of you no matter what happens the fragrance of Christ should come up not any form of stench who are you? who are you? Where do you stand when it comes to your work and your life? What is your foundation? Who is your foundation? These are questions that you must ask yourself. You really want to make any progress and really want to make sure that you're not fooling yourself that you're really on the right path a reflection of Jesus at least you should be reflecting some percentage of Jesus which means no percentage of the enemy and they both replied we both had dreams last night but no one can tell us what they mean interpreting dreams is God's business Joseph replied go ahead and tell me your dreams because he was a man who was walking with God he knew that he had the spirit of God inside of him it's God's business guess what God was with Joseph and in Joseph so he can interpret the dreams so he was able to confidently help them with the dreams so he said Go ahead and tell me your dreams. So now we see the cup cupbearer telling Joseph's dreams. Then we see the baker telling his dreams. And then Joseph interprets their dreams according to the true interpretation. I want to pause here for a minute as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Joseph was not a man who looked to please people. If he looked to please people, he wouldn't have given the meaning as it is to both the men. He would have just said a favorable part to one and he could have changed the meaning of the other and say, well, this is very difficult, so I don't want to say anything. He didn't do that. Once he got the interpretation from the Lord, he said it as it is. Even though it was a negative thing, so to speak. He said it as it is. May God help us to be just like Joseph. That no matter what the interpretation is, no matter what someone would want from us, we should never change the message, alter it in order to please a human being, never change the truth in order to make oneself look good in the eyes of men. I want to read a few more verses before we finish with this morning. Let's just go back to this as the Holy Spirit wants me to, so I'm just going to read from verse 9. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a grape vine in front of me. He saw a vine in front of him. The vine had three branches that began to bud and blossom. And soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand. So I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. And then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. He tells his dream, and Joseph gives the interpretation here. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. Three branches represents, represent Three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as his chief cup bearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I am here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. Joseph is being divinely led of God here. God put him in a place where these two men were going to come. And God is moving Joseph to give interpretation to this man, the cupbearer. And he is moving Joseph to tell him, Hey, when you go to the palace, just remember me. I didn't do anything wrong and I'm here. Why did he tell the cupbearer that? Because Joseph believed in the interpretation he gave. Joseph knew that this cupbearer is going to be released that, just like the dream said, within three days this is going to happen, and he's going to be out of here. He's going to go back to his job. He's going to be serving Pharaoh again. He had faith in what God had revealed to Joseph. His dream was not only for the cupbearer, it was primarily for Joseph. Something is happening here, someone is going to go out of here. Let him know, Joseph, when he goes to the palace that he should remember you. God gave his dream to this cupbearer, not for the cupbearer to know. So that the cupbearer can be used as an instrument in Joseph, Joseph's life to set Joseph free from this prison now if you follow the path across the cross the way of God Almighty don't fight and yell and kick and scream and try to make your way Your voice heard and your face seen. But let God lead you by humbling yourself just like how Jesus did and Joseph did. Let me tell you this. God himself will intervene in your life. God himself will lift you up. God himself will bring you out of presence. Because you stood for righteousness, means that you're not going to go into that prison. It doesn't mean that everything is going to go well because now you took a stand for God and now everything is going to be fine and there's nothing. There are times when you faith will be put to test. God will be with you in that place because you took a stand for righteousness, He Himself will be with you. And He Himself will make sure that He will bring you out. One who leads you will lead you out. And so, this dream was divinely given by God to the cupbearer for Joseph's sake. And Joseph, when he gave the interpretation, he believed in what God had revealed to him. So he was able to tell this man he remember me. Let you go there, you can find me here suffering in this prison for no fault of mine. We must understand Joseph had faith in whatever God had shown to him. He not only believed in the dream and interpretation of the dream that God gave to him for the cupbearer, had that assurance that it's going to happen because Joseph knew that when a dream comes from God it is bound to happen he believed it and he believed in all the dreams that God gave to him when he was with his father and so he knew that if that dream has to come to pass then I will be out of this prison So I'm not going to be here. So even though it looked opposite, he believed against all hope. He hoped in God. He believed with everything that was within him that he will be out of that prison. So with that faith, when the cupbearer shared his dreams, he's telling him, "Remember me, remember me, and tell about me to Pharaoh." And he's telling him his story. I didn't do anything wrong. This is what happened to me. And he. Told the cupbearer what God led him to say. Think about his position. He did not share anything with this man until the need for it came and the time for it came. He was living with these people in that prison for quite some time. That's what the Bible says in this chapter. But, he never shared his story. He never told the people why he was there. You know why? Because he was not a man of subsidy. He was a man who had his eyes on God Almighty. Only those who worship themselves will talk about themselves all the time only those who worship themselves think about themselves all the time think about yourself, how many times a day you think about yourself may God help us this morning to understand the deep truth that Christ has given to us so that we can mature every day the fullness and stature of the measure, the Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph had faith. Joseph had character. It's not somebody who said, I have faith, I have faith, I have faith, but whining and complaining and wallowing and subsidy. Yeah, there are people within a short time they'll just tell everything Well, what happened, and this is what happened, and that's what happened, now I'm suffering and this is what all the time about me a lot of times there won't be even any room for the other person to speak another time others won't say anything but in their mind night and day whatever is running is running by themselves well he, he doesn't like me, I'll go there, she doesn't like me and everybody does the focus is me all the time. If I sit down, what do we what will they think? If I wear this, what will they speak and all the time is running in their heads? Who is sitting under the throne? Me tough. God work in your hearts this morning. And who will need to destroy itself do it? you simply obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit take your focus off of yourself and place it upon God if Zacchaeus would have been looking at himself he wouldn't have made it to the tree and he wouldn't have gone home with Jesus and he wouldn't have had Jesus that day with him in his house, in the sun. it is important to make that transition darkness to light no trace of darkness should be there but when the opportunity came and when the fear of the Lord moved him to speak that's when he's speaking he's not going into lengthy details and accusing Sarah accusing Potiphar accusing Potiphar's wife and all, all those things he's only saying what he needed to say which was I didn't do anything wrong here I'm a Hebrew I've been brought here but to be in the prison, I didn't do anything wrong may God help us to be like Joseph a man who served God and served the people who were around him though he had a very sad story he was not displaying it all of himself he was not somebody who says well I'm, I cannot display so I'll, I'll cover it up and cover it up with something, no he was not such a person either he had Christ genuinely living in and through him in the Old Testament period, he was a type of Christ But the Spirit of God was working in him. Be real. No matter what you do, be real. Joseph suffered so much. But God was with him. What was the end result? He became the ruler in Egypt. a man who was second to The very top position. The highest position a person can get in Egypt. Exaltation comes not from the west or from the east. It does not come from this east or from the west, but it's God who lifts one up and puts another down. God is the one who brings us out of prison, God is the one who can take us to the palace. So before that the word of the Lord will try you. Many times will you fail the test? How many times have you passed the test? You have to come to a point where you say, you want to pass the test every single time. You see the children of Israel wandering the wilderness for 40 years? They didn't have to. But they were. Because they chose not to believe in God Almighty. But they were such again and again and again and again and again a lot of them they make it to the promised land why? because they're so happy when they get water they're so happy when they get manners. but then after some time they're not satisfied they'll start complaining about the manna. when they get water they're all happy and then when they don't find water they're ready to stone noses This kind of people eventually did not inherit the promised land. We don't want to be like that. Resolve in your heart. If Joseph was able to live this kind of a life, even when he did not deserve the punishment he got, he still chose to be joyful. He still chose to be a useful vessel, used by God to bring this message, this interpretation of the dream, this man. Now when the chief baker saw that Joseph had given the first dream, such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. In my dream, there were three baskets of white pastries stuck on my head. The top basket contained all kinds of... Pastries for Pharaoh but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head then Joseph says this "This is what the dream means Joseph told him the three baskets also represent three days three days from now Pharaoh will lift you up and impale your body on a pole and birds will come and peck away at your flesh Joseph as I said a few minutes ago was a man of integrity. When the interpretation for Baker came, he could have just said, well, this guy was looking for something positive and how can I give this negative news and so I'm just going to say something positive. He didn't do that. That's exactly what Pastor Deep and I do here. There's a time to bandage the wounds. There's a time when... surgery needs to be performed in order to get the cancer out. There are times when the thorn that is inside the heel needs to be squeezed and pulled out. There are times when the pus in the body needs to be squeezed and removed. It may be painful, but it's such a relief once it's out. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. You want to be someone who is used in the hands of the Almighty God. You have to be genuine, you have to be real. When you give the word to someone or when you evangelize or if you share the truth with someone, don't lie to them. If you know something bad is going to happen, if you know something is not right, Don't try to cover it up. Don't try to pretend like it never happened. It's wrong before God. It's very wrong before God. Recall to speak the truth in love at all times. Verse 20. Sarah's birthday came three days later and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh immediately impaled the chief baker just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dreams. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer however forgot all about Joseph never giving him another thought. This is Something we see all the time. Very common, you see? Ungratefulness in the hearts of human beings. They receive so much. Yet the ungratefulness runs deep. The right thing is he should have told them Do you know what? Again, all about me. At the nine lepers that we heard about last night. I get what I want, I need to get what I want, I need to get what I want. When you don't get what you want, you throw tantrums. But when God is merciful and gives you something, after what you do, forget about you. It's all about me, you see. How many times? How many times? I've been like this cheese cup there the very vessel that God used in his life who cared about him who came and talked to him in His was so troubled he gave the interpretation of the dream now he is out that's all he cares about me, myself and I believers in Jesus Christ should not be like that we have to give the truth as it is in love we have to model after Jesus Christ whatever God tells us we need to be careful first of all if it's from God many of you most of you have trouble discerning the voice of God So to be very careful Anytime you think that God is saying, God is speaking, be very careful because are many demonic spirits will also, as Jesus said, strangers' voice will also come. And it will sound just like God's voice so that you can get tricked. A lot of times people get lots of thoughts, lots of ideas in their heads, and they'll say, God said this, God said that. You have to be careful. When God truly says it, Praise be to God. But if the Lord has not said it, like we saw yesterday, the example that the Lord brought last night, nice. we'll be in big trouble. So be very careful. And also remember, God has done something for you. You need to remember God, you need to remember what the Lord has done, not be like his chief up there who received so much from Joseph and completely forgot him, never giving him another thought. Many Christians are like that, many believers are like that. When they desperately need something, they will cry and seek God and everything. Once God blesses them with something, you forget God. You completely forget God. It may it not be like that. Be faithful. If God blesses you, give him the honor that is due to his name. That's the least you can do. If you don't, the rocks will cry out. They'll cry out. They'll worship the Lord they will praise him but you will forfeit the opportunity that God gave you with all creations praise him all creations stand as a testimony to glorify the living God the Jews you, you received from God Almighty and you keep your mouth shut whatever reason that may be you lose the opportunity The rocks will cry out. The rocks will cry out. Understand this. These are truths that God is speaking this morning. He spoke to us yesterday. Morning and evening. Take these eternal truths. Don't bury it in the sand. Bury it in your eyes so that it can grow the roots so that it can become a mighty tree let the Word of God work in your heart whatever you receive from God Almighty whatever God has done in your life you owe it all to Christ. Don't be like this, chief God-bearer. You forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. When you read this, you can say, well, how can this be? I really don't like this man. Yet, many times, you're just like the fabulous because you know a lot more. May the Spirit of God speak to your hearts as a hour And bring about the change that God is looking for so that He can place you where you can shine your light for Jesus. But Before that, whatever you need to do in order to Faithfully follow the Lord Jesus Christ. In the midst of opposition, you faithfully follow the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how Joseph was. That's how we should be. In Potiphar's house, he faithfully followed God. In the prison, he faithfully followed God. In Potiphar's house, God was with him. In the prison, God was with him. When he was thrown into the pit by his brothers, God was with him. When he was sold as a slave, an Egyptian merchant, God was with him. You want God to be with you? It's important for you to be with God. If you want God to bless you, it's important that you seek His kingdom and His righteousness first. May God speak to our hearts today. God has spoken several key principles from the life of Joseph. Especially from chapter 40 in Genesis. So that you can grow all the more in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You never waver never worship self only the Lord is to be worshiped as we close our eyes and look to the Lord of examine yourself in the presence of the Lord rectify where you need to rectify like I said yesterday through the Spirit of God whether it's with your husband whether it's your wife, whether it's your son, your daughter, your co-worker, your friend, your church family, whoever it is, make sure to where you need to forgive and seek forgiveness where you need to seek forgiveness because bitterness is a place where demons will thrive. And the Holy Spirit will not be there. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. But what else is there? The Bible says, seek peace and pursue it. Without holiness no man shall see the Lord. You need to follow peace with everyone and you need to seek peace and pursue it. Without that, our prayers will not be heard. It will not be heard. If Jesus took it so seriously and had to tell the people this, then you must take it very seriously. God is faithful. He needs an unless of himself Examine yourself in the presence of God. And see where you should change. See where you should obey the Lord. See where you should display the nature of Christ in a genuine manner by living with God Almighty be being in His presence never seek to peace never seek to please people when it comes to saying the truth the way it is be a person who will not compromise be a person who will listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit and do what God has told you to do and may you be someone who prays the Lord God Almighty regardless of what happens shall we close eyes and look to the Lord Father thank you Lord for this Morning, Thank you for speaking to the hearts of your people Lord I pray that you will continue to do a deeper work in the lives of your people Lord I pray that you do whatever it takes Lord in the lives of, the people, of every brother every sister sisters here do whatever it takes Father in order to Work your nature in the lives of our brothers and sisters. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that you will bless your people this day. I pray, Holy Spirit, to cause them to walk in this truth. For you being the head and by Your faith in you may be following you all the days of your lives.